0: Hello, friends, master here, bringing you episode 411 of my show on the Mic, doing it Monday, mini-style. In today's episode, I'm talking about the importance of bedside manner, not just in person, but online. Why? Because I hurt my knee just a few hours ago, and it's top of mind. I'm also sharing what I'm doing for my knee. I'm putting the old PT hat back on, because why not? All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. One. Hello, hello, friends, master here. And welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. So I am not even going to lie. I am 100% distracted right now by my knee. So I hurt my knee just a few hours ago. If you follow me on Instagram, then you saw I put it up in my stories. I didn't put like the injury on my stories, but showed my face and was like, well, it happened. I hurt my knee. I usually don't leave these episodes until Sunday, but I spent the past two days working on a presentation that I'm supposed to give next week in Vegas. We'll see about traveling. I don't even know. Uh, so spent the two, spent the past two days doing that. And that meant that the podcast got pushed to today. And then I sat down to record and I was like, but my knee is crippled. So why not I go into the store? I was playing volleyball uh, and I just went to jump, went to jump off my inside leg, heard a little pop pop and was immediately like, oh, my knee. It did not feel like ACL, does not feel like ACL. I know because I've done that before. Uh, but yes, there was an audible pop. However, it was on the concentric portion of the motion. I was not landing. I was actually jumping off of that inside leg. This is the ACL leg, uh, but it's all medial. I think it's meniscal and MCL and we'll see it's actually i don't want to say that that area has been bothering me uh, cuz it's not like oh i shouldn't have been playing cuz it's been bothering me but sometimes it gets a little twingy it was a little twingy the other day actually totally fine today no no like literally there is no oh like maybe this is something's going to happen nothing and then that happened but my the ladies that i play volleyball with they are amazing they literally like carried me up the it's like a big walkway to get to. I've, I've actually shown it a bunch on my stories. There's a big long walkway. Uh, and so they basically carried me up and, and helped me out. And it's my left leg, so I could get in Peggy. I could that sounded weird, but you know what I'm talking about the Jeep, and I could uh, drive just fine. So, I got home. Ashley came over, helped me upstairs, and went and got some crutches from Rite Aid. They have like collapsible crutches now, which is a little bit scary but cuz they come all like in like th- three pieces. Uh but I think I think it's okay. I'm also I'm not a big person, you know that. Uh so that's where I'm at right now and you know this goes back to what I've said physical therapy being the best first career. I have already started treating it. Yes, I did use some ice. I am not a big proponent of ice for the long term. I'm not the proponent of ice for swelling management, but I do love it for pain management because it numbs that shit. So that's the first thing I did when I got home. Uh, I have com- I had put tape on actually while I was at the beach. Uh, rock tape. Y'all know I love me some rock tape. And we get some decompression in there. That can actually help with swelling. Uh, we get some pain management, pain mitigation just because it's touching the area. Some neurosensory input makes you feel like oh, I'm connected to the area. So we, that's the main way that, that rock tape actually works. It's not like holding anything in place. And And uh, the walking is is difficult. I'm I'm definitely on crutches 100% now. I was like toe touch weight bearing before. uh, But I was like, let me just like not do anything crazy on it. And that's where, you know, they helped me up the the hill and everything like that. Uh, I came home, hit it with the red light. If you don't follow me on Instagram, what are you doing? Come on. Uh, Maybe you're not on Instagram. That's fine. But uh, I have been doing some kind of like teaser stories, if you will with the red light and I am trying it out for a company looking to just see the not not the utility because I believe that it works but just the, the functionality of it the practicality of it kind of the specs and so hit it with the red light immediately I took a shower that was interesting getting in and out of the shower I am currently I have it wrapped with rock with rock floss uh, this is, again, I'm looking at the compression side of things. I want to do my best to manage that swelling. I have this stuff. It is called Zhang Gu Shui. It's an external energesic. I My my soccer coach, when I was like nine, nine or ten, Mr. Jan, he used this on me. And ever since then, I swear by this stuff. So I went and I had to order some. I always have some around I got that on my knee and it's nice, you know, if you imagine putting like Bengay or icy hot on your leg and then you wrap it with something. So you really get that blood for the area. It's kind of that cooling heating effect. Feels really nice. I have my eSIM unit plugged into the wall. It is recharging. I will probably not do the leg tubes as Jill calls them, uh, but the Norma Tex, not yet just because I got to get some range back. Uh, it's it's sore. And so full extension is not, does not feel great. Not much sure that the compression is going to feel super great, uh, but I will get on that as I am able, and yeah, I am doing all the things. I'm not looking to like start with isometrics right now. Like, yeah, I, there's definitely tissue damage there, and there going on. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if I said it already. I think MCL, uh, meniscus, and maybe some scar tissue. I don't know. It's very painful, which really lends itself to the whole MCL kind of meniscal uh, issue. And yeah, I'm very much in that acute phase right now. It literally just happened a few hours ago. So obviously swelling's gonna be high, pain's gonna be high. And I'm not gonna lie, I am actually not super frustrated. So I was talking to Lex about this, and I think some people, and maybe you know, a former me, not even maybe a former me definitely would have been like, fuck, I did all the stuff, I've been doing all the training. How did this happen? You know, you know what? Cause shit happens. What is that quote? Uh, A a ship in harbor is a safe ship, but that's not what ships are for. I totally butchered that quote, but the whole thing is that when you use stuff, yeah, things may happen, and I don't train to not get hurt. I train to be stronger and play better, and we know that's one of the best things that came out of that FRC course is that you can't prevent injury. You can prepare for it, and that's really where I think I'm at, where my legs are probably the strongest they've ever been. And you know, shit happens. I, my training age is very old. I've had surgery, I was on both knees and volleyball is a demanding sport. So I have been, you know, looking to help myself out with all of this strength training and making the strength training uh, specific and appropriate for what I'm doing, right? The sport that I'm doing and, and make it carry over. So I'm not actually sitting here being like, God damn, I've done all this stuff and my body let me down. Like, you know, I asked a lot of it and it was just like, pump the brakes, homie. So we will see what happens with that. Of course, I will keep you all posted on what's going on with that. But the thing that I want to share from this is the importance of bedside manner. And hopefully you're not rolling your eyes right now and being like, maestro, Just go chill the fuck out. You don't need a lesson here. But there's something actually I did. I'm doing a, I'm putting up a post later today that I had recorded a while back uh, and just hadn't gotten gotten onto posting it, but putting it up today and it really ties into this. And the whole concept is just the importance of, we can, you know, I guess we can globally call it bedside manner and making your clients and customers feel safe and feel seen and feel understood especially when you are in the healthcare field, the medical field, the healthcare adjacent field, anytime you're dealing with a human who's concerned about something, doesn't have to be physical pain or health, but especially with these things, understand that your client, your customer is likely terrified. This is not their area of expertise. They don't know what's going on. To that end, look to meet your people where they're at. And the first thing that really comes to mind with this is, when I, I'm on social media, and I should see a lot more of it, and I maybe mean, because I don't really follow any PTs anymore, but so many were just basically shitting on patients' concerns, and these, I should say, future patients or prospective patients, per, 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 wow, per prospective, wow, future clients, we'll say that, the future clients, shitting on their concerns and being like, please don't, please don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree or something like that. And it's like, dude, one, people want answers. Why? Because that brings them some sense of closure, some sense of uh, understanding, some sense of safety. So don't just throw that in their face like, oh, but I know more than you. People, when they have these things going on, they are very likely terrified especially when it comes to something that may forever change them their identity their way of life right we think about sports obviously because that's this top of mind and also just the most familiar for me and getting hurt and being like am I going to be able to do this again I think it was think about it with runners especially am I going to be able to do this again am I going to be okay and this isn't you know for you to just blow smoke because yes assessments matter I'm thinking about a conversation that I had last night with Rachel and especially for my new grads that maybe you are, you care so much and you're like, I want to give them an answer, but I don't know if that's the right answer. And especially if I'm dealing with chronic pain patients, if I give them this answer and it's not actually right, is that going to make it worse? Because, you know, they're coming in and they've been to other providers who have said, this is definitely it. And then that doesn't fix it. And I hear that concern. I do, and I love that she's concerned about it. I love that any of you new grads that are thinking about this or any of you practitioners out there are thinking about this, you're concerned because you're concerned about that patient, that client, that customer's well-being. To that I say, worry about being kind first and right second. And this kindness doesn't need to come from you saying, I have the answer, I know specifically what is going on. I get the desire to do that. The kindness can simply come from being like, I hear you, I understand, Is there a, can I hold space? Is there anything else I can do for you? Do you want to know my opinion on this? Do you want to know my thoughts on this? Do you want to just, you know, tell me what you're feeling? There's so many ways that you can meet someone where they're at and a little bit of a tangent, I guess, but we're thinking about chronic pain patients Especially when we're definitely leaning more towards the bio excuse me, the psychosocial component of things, and less of the bio component of things. And yeah, you, having these conversations can can be helpful. And then we go into the movement, and get them out of their you know out of their heads. But as I'm sitting here with my leg just there, I am just reminded of the value of really good bedside manner. And I'm using that that term just in general. When I called CVS or no, called Rite Aid to get crutches, the woman was just so kind and I didn't like tell her about my knee or anything like that I was just like hey call and see if you have any questions in stock and just her answering the phone so in such a kind way like she was just so sweet that makes a big difference so the business lesson or the lesson in general right be kind first be right second how you're showing up on social media makes obviously makes a difference but I think we forget about this especially in the you know, I was just gonna put my PT hat on right now we forget about it when we're the PT and not the, not the customer, not the patient with it, you know, being in pain. It's, it's one of those things where I will not, I will no longer book a red eye flight. And the way that I stopped doing that bullshit was that I wrote down the morning after I took a red eye flight and I think I was like landing. I was just wrote it on my phone and I was like, never do this shit again because we forget pain, right? It is one of our best motivators, but we also forget it, which is why I think women have more than or people who can bear children have more than one. Why? Because you forget that pain, right? It is a great motivator, but it is fleeting, right? It, It escapes us. And so I write down when I know I really don't want something. And this way, when I'm sitting there in the middle of the day, booking a flight, and, you know, if I was to ever get the urge of like, oh, I won't feel that bad, and I'll have that day. No, it's actually the worst, and I will never do it ever, ever. I don't even know the last time that I took a red eye, but that was a big thing in stopping the madness, right? So I think as providers, oftentimes we're on the other side, and we forget, right, when something, when, and especially, you know, As a physical therapist, you may not even feel that exact same concern because you do know what's going on. But imagine that you don't, right? I told you the other week I had an incident and reached out to a fellow provider and was like, holy shit, I I know what it feels like to be on the other side of this thing now and not actually know what's going on and be concerned and like be worried about things and how that provider addresses you and sits with you and listens to you. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, you know, could it be great if they could say, is there there some sort of safety, some sense of safety, if they're to be like, it's exactly this thing? Yes and no, because you still have symptoms, right? Telling you that it's that thing, you still have symptoms. So part of you may be like, but is it actually okay? Because I still have these symptoms. So I think, again, the bigger you know, peace. Their bigger play there is: Does this person feel safe? Are you comforting them? Not are you just removing the pain, but are you comforting them? Are you there with them? What does that bedside manner look like? And what does that bedside manner look like? Because you know, this is an online. I do online business. What does that bedside manner look like before they even meet you? how are you showing up online? How are you talking about patients' concerns and their wants, right? The person that comes in and wants ultrasound, the person that comes in and wants the modalities. Yes, by the way, folks, modalities modalities are great. I think I'm preaching to the choir here, but maybe you're new to the podcast. I don't know. Modalities are great. At the end of the day, if you don't think that ultrasound works, that's totally fine. It's literally just stem in that in that situation, right? Instrument-assisted soft tissue uh, modulation. We call it in rock tape, we called it instrument-assisted nor- neurosensory modulated, modulation. So that's why I use that word there. But if nothing else, that's what's that's what's going on there. But I do think that modalities have a huge place. And uh, you know, I left the PT forums a long ass time ago because there's a bunch of whole nonsense going on in there. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna wrap this up and go take care of my knee. But wanted to hop on, do the episode because consistency is is queen Uh, and also there's definitely a lesson there in the value of bedside manner and that bedside manner that shows up before you even work with people and how are you showing up on social media how are you talking about things that people might potentially be concerned about how are you talking about other you know your day your clients what's your general disposition on there are you meeting people where they're at are you making them feel safe all right, going to wrap this up, but I got one little ask announcement. We'll call it a little bit of a both, an ask announcement. Uh, I got another YouTube video dropping today, and it is all about whether or not I think Instagram is dying. Spoiler, I don't think it's dying. It's not dead yet. There's definitely some some gains still to be had, some life still to be had. Uh, but if you could do me a solid and go check out that video, that would be amazing. So this is actually very helpful for me, not cause I'm trying to like explode the channel right now, but I am trying to pivot the audience of the channel. I have had that channel for like eight years, seven years. And obviously I started off purely with a movement focus. And so my number one video that had at least the Bob Ledius is very clearly going to be for an audience that's, that's looking for things like that. Uh, to that end, I'm putting, you know, these business, uh, coaching podcast podcast these business coaching videos up on there and it will take time for that algorithm over there to shift and realize that we're going for a different user base but it helps if you go and give it a view give it a like that would just be absolutely amazing you can check out the vids on my youtube channel www.youtube.com forward slash row. Endlessly appreciative for anything you can do over there. Uh, yeah, just y'all are amazing. And I'm going to go take care of my Nina. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends. Maestro.